from around the league here all year long. WCGC Atlanta, WCGC HD1. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Atlanta Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. It's a Saturday morning. It's the 19th day of August. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Brookhaven. Wonderful Brookhaven. The Brookhaven area. There you My go. Old stomping ground over there. There you go. There you go. You've been in that one fifth. Was it one fifty-seven fighter group playing over there by <laughs> fighter squadron? Yeah, fighter squadron. Yes. That restaurant over there. Yeah. We sit there and watch the planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come in and out. Yeah. Have yourself a nice something to drink. Yeah, have a nice Sunday brunch. That too. Yeah. That, that, that was a nice Sunday that brunch. That too. But but it, it 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 has enjoyed a reputation as an after hours. Uh, oh really? But, but yeah. I it, never went there at night. No, there was you know, like like I don't mean like late after hours, but I mean like after work, like after work on uh, your way, come okay. through there and get you something. Yeah, it was kind of kind of kind of kind of renowned for being that. Okay. I just but yeah, but I just, but the but, the food, but the food good too. Was well, been a minute since uh, we've been out there. We got stuff coming up with us. I yep. just I found out this week we gonna be, we they got us on the road again. We're gonna be doing the oh where's my bell for old reference. Oh my! We're gonna be doing the the, the, the Crosby Hope on the road stuff. <laughs> Cros it was Crosby Clam Bake. I, I know. Hang on, I gotta get that bell. That's that's not just a twenty five year reference. That's like a sixty. That year really reference. is. That really is, man. With a bunch of bunch um, of bunch of B list actors, except I, for the I, two I, stars. I, I what was that? Hope and Crosby. Okay. Well, well, I, I Bob caught, and Bing. I caught the back end of that. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the folks were. No, no, no. I, I caught the back end of it. I caught the back end of it because after after being passed, his widow continued it at a, at a course called Bermuda Run outside of Greensboro. So she moved the Corporate Crosby Clambake, moved uh, okay, cross country. I wasn't sure. I wouldn't, okay. The, I the Crosby Clambake moved cross country. And in the 80s and 90s, that you know your your McLean, your Stevenson, your oh geez, you Chad, bring up. Your, your, I'd be hitting your, that your, bell all I'm over the place. Your, your Chad Everett's, you, you had all them. Chad you, you, it was a bunch of all the, the doctors, B, all the B listers, man, would be uh, out there playing golf. And I tell you, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not think I'd be I, having this with you when I woke up this morning. But thank you, man. Keep going. I, I, I tell you who was there, the most eventful <laughs> person, Stedman Graham, the biggest B lister. Who? That Stedman Graham play, got to play in this deal. Really. And and his significant other showed up. What, carry his bag? <laughs> now, that, now that's a picture right there. <laughs> Stedman just uh, birdied. <laughs> went into the woods. <laughs> his caddy found the ball. Yeah, this, see, Come on, that's, tell that's, us that's, from a talk that's, show. That's, what, what, what she, that's would, she would always come because Winston-Salem, she would come to spend the weekend at Dr. Maya Angelou's place. Oh, okay. And so while he was out there playing, so yeah. That, so she so, came to visit Maya during, during During the, the and, Crosby clam bake. Yeah, and during her off time, that, she that, carried that, a bag for Stedman. No, she didn't carry the bag. <laughs> I don't man. care. That's what I'm thinking. No, she did not carry the bag. 
That's pretty good. I like that. Because I just a nice vision I'm gonna keep for the rest of this morning. Really? Yeah. Cause I just when you brought it up, you I know, just said the man was there playing golf. And you I went and it. talked about B listers, so I went in here and you named some B listers, but then you mentioned his significant other, then you know, he's out there playing golf. She must be on the bag. Which oh. is a funny picture. All right. Well, maybe she maybe she picked up the tab for everything. Maybe Who is it that we 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 seen Jack Nicholas carry the bag? You know, from when they have that um, little thing where the, 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 the their kids play, if you will, and you know, sometimes he would carry the bag, be on the bag. I don't know if Tiger ever did that for pops, for some whatever oh, little little yeah. pro am or whatever he maybe, might have done. Maybe maybe years ago, but but he'll yeah. be one on for Charlie. I bet you. He we'll, absolutely we'll, we'll, we'll will. See. He trying to, he trying to be out, out there for himself, first of all, these well, days. Well, you know, he's a governor now. Yeah. Well, he's one of the board of governors. I know it, but, but as far as being out on the, on the course, that's a, <laughs> you know. Hey, how you doing? Shut I always up. ask this every Saturday. How you? We ain't seen each other. We've talked, obviously. We've talked, man, and we, and we got a chance to see some things. We, the Braves right now, we've got three straight shutouts. I, I don't know what I'm – Three I, straight shutouts? Did we talk about pitching? I think pitching maybe four, but – No, you're right. Yeah, three. Three, three straight shutouts. I have never seen pitching. – Nobody in this city has seen what they're witnessing right now with this Braves offense. Now – Well, not just the Braves offense, but the pitching, because in the, in the, in the 90s, you expected something like that with them dudes. This pitching staff – it's kind of like run the gamut a little bit as far as the starters go. But we've seen starters in recent weeks going six and seven innings. Strider with seven yeah, innings. Yeah. That's deep because that's eating up innings. That's saving your bullpen. To me, that's how you want to gear yourself up to go into the postseason. And I like it. And this is an important series because it's a Giants team that you could see again in a couple of months. They look like they look like a JV squad out there last night on defense. I'm just they saying. They really did. It was amazing to me how bad but, they looked. But their team that's right there in the hunt for the wild card, I'm just saying, I'm watching everybody right now. Yeah, you are. Because, you know, the, even Philadelphia, I'm watching them dudes. Okay. Because they, they crashed the party last year. Well, you're you know right I mean? in that it's it, August it, still. You're right. And well, I've not August still, no, but when you play in teams that are potential October opponents, to me, that makes a difference in these games. Now, we, when they were playing them back in 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 March and we're playing them back in April and May and in June is one thing, but now you know the calendar's about to turn to September. To me, your matchups against the teams that you potentially see in October, to me, take on a different meaning for this team. You don't want to get a team like Philadelphia to come in here with hot pitching and sneak up in and shut down your batting order. These guys were hitting good last year. Okay. Aaron Nola, them dudes came in here and and, and shut everything down. So, I mean, that's the thing. I'm watching out for those guys. Giants are a wild-card contender. They maybe didn't look that good last night. And Strider had a great game, struck out 10. But, uh, you know, let's see if we can't sweep these dudes. I mean, sweeping the Yankees was nice. as we Having the Yankees in town and sweeping is great. In front of Spike Lee. That was great. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does he have to do these days, right? Um, so he goes to his mailbox and pulls out money <laughs> I and guess. goes to the bank. But, but he, he, ain't, he ain't directed nothing right now. He but, could. But, he could. He could. Well, he could do some of them commercials. Yeah, he could. That he, he does could still some do of those, some those commercials Although that he's he in with Charles Barkley. Although he would because he's a SAG member. Yeah, but he. But those getting back to getting back to this other thing, by the way, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. All the stuff that you just said about the Braves, I can't argue with you because you made my point. I started off by saying it's August, and then you went into your diatribe, which I agree with you. I'm just saying I'm not going over my skis because of what I'm witnessing in mid-August. You have heard me do this every year during this time of year when it comes to baseball. You want to be hot going in 
to September, not peaking in August. So that's the one thing. I And by the way, this whole season, this Braves team has showed you something that you haven't seen before, whether you want to talk about the offense, whether you want to talk about um, the, the, the pitching, whatever it is. And let's not sneeze on this defense either. But the offense is such a catalyst to everything that's going on, it sort of morphs everything else. But you still want to have that momentum going into September, mid-late September, which we've seen before. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting time. It's a fun time to watch. You just find yourself giggling when <laughs> talking about this brave team and you see what they do, even when they're losing. The times, you know, a few games back, a few series back, they came back. It's almost like you expected them to come back, if not tie it, but at least come back and win it. So expectations are rising. Let's hope it continues. Let's hope that they continue yeah. to do things yeah. that gives you confidence that they will be able to write. Now, this is all conversation if somebody pulls a muscle. Well, yeah, and, or somebody and, pulled and, and, something. And so we, we got Ozzy Albies out right now. Right. So, I mean, that that's, that's, that's another thing. And you know what his, his presence means to this lineup. And he was missing last year, the postseason. You know, he came back from the injury, was going right back with another injury, and missed the whole thing. He's that kind of guy you want to have in your lineup. And, you know, so, so you're watching for that this weekend, too, and how they move Ozzie forward. Ozzie Albies has done something for this Braves team. And I mean from Boston to Milwaukee to Atlanta. And I just, again, speaking of giggling, it makes me laugh when I think about it. He's done something that no other Braves – player has done he will always be unless it happens again he will be known for one thing dude bought a taco for the country he got he got a taco <laughs> for the entire country when he stole that base in the all-star game so yep. that's all i'm gonna say hey no no hank aaron none of them can yep. say that he he got the country a taco Love him for that. Sam yeah, and Greg. He's out with a hamstring injury. Hopefully, hopefully they, yeah, they hopefully we get him back. You get him back. But man, isn't it nice that we got ourselves somebody new and exciting? I'm I'm enjoying. Um, oh, no, I forgot his name. Lo, um, the kid who's in. Go. Oh, what? The kid who's in Ferrazzi. Oh, Lopez. Thank you, Lopez. Dicky um, Lopez has been fine. He has been he has been wonderful. Yeah. He has he's been as exciting to watch as. Is 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 Ozzy? I'm not saying he's the same player. I'm saying just exciting well, no, to watch. He's, yeah, he's kind of like he pop, got a lot he, of bounce. He pops into the lot, lot of bounce. He brings a little something, and he's genuinely thrilled to be a part of what's happening with this team. So I mean, it's and he brings some some uh, some energy on the base pass. This guy showed up on the base pass, making a difference, and so I think that's fantastic. All right, uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine the game, ninety-two nine the game dot com. Um, this is what we do for you. When we are gone all week, we like to take this first segment and give you one of the stories that stayed with you all week long. We call it our story of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. And our story of the week is brought to you by... Would you like to uh, get things started? First time Eric heard that. Doing that. 
I'll wait for a parachute of, of sponsors. I'll let you go ahead. Go, let's go ahead. Mine was was what was talked about um, with this whole Michael Orr thing, with wow. with, with you know, yeah. the, and the movie and the and the relation to the family. And Why now? Well, thank you. That's the first question. But here's the other thing too: if it is true, which again, how do how do you unring that bell? That's like finding out the Titanic hit a tugboat. What you gonna do with the movie, man? It's already been made. What are you gonna do with every the perception of everything? Yeah, Titanic. They 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 weren't paying attention and they hit a tugboat outside of wow. Glasgow, Scotland. Wow. It, again, to your point, why now? And it must be the continuation of residuals coming to this family that he's not seeing. That's the one thing that you have, you know, that's a part of life in 2023. We're in the information age. You want to find out something, somebody can find out. And as much as they fudge the receipts with movies, you know, the funny conversation is the producer goes in to the studio head and says, all right, you want this movie to make money or lose money? <laughs> Whatever he says, that's what they do. Um, but, yeah, that's my story of the week. I, I don't know what to think. It doesn't really change anything. The whole nonsensical conversation about Sandra Bullock giving her her Oscar back. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. yeah, she had nothing to do with the. Like, no, she did. Right. And it doesn't take away from what I'm still sure was a nurturing environment. It didn't like he talked about being abused in that house or didn't, you know, wasn't fed or wasn't, wasn't cared for. But just, the ba- you know. The basic story of him being adopted is what's in question. Right. But he didn't leave. He got what he, you know he was provided for. Correct. Got to go to college and got and got made it to the NFL. Right. So at the end of the day, it's like Daddy Ball. You don't want to see the sausage being made, but at the end of the day, he got his kids to the NBA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's I, I again I don't want to think about that, but that's it just kind of stayed with me. And the only thing I could keep thinking of being the person who dips their toe into the film industry from time to time, is that what else have we if we heard wasn't true that they made a movie about? Wow. You know, you found out years later. Now, we do know that there are some historical edge trimming, if yeah. you will, with yeah. some things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we know about those. It doesn't yeah. change the actual story. Um, but, yeah, what would, what would be different? Whose story would be different? And I was just trying to, like I said, I was just trying to think of some of them that we've watched that were supposed to be autobiography, biographies. Yeah. Anyway, so that's mine. What Some about you? Loosely based on. Yeah. You know, but, like, like that. But you don't hear the principles come out. Yo, and say, yo, that that didn't happen, uh-uh. or, or or come out and refute it. You know, they usually get all that taken care of beforehand. Everybody on board with this. Everybody <laughs> okay with you. this. You Thank know what I mean? You. Yeah, that's what we usually do ahead of time. Let it be. But you got a Beatles story. Let it be. Okay. For the first time in many years, um, uh, uh, they re-recorded the song with uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. And the first time they had recorded anything in studio, done anything together in, like, ages. Yeah. It's going to come out on the Dolly Parton album. <laughs> but but, but uh, you leave it there. Who, who says no to Dolly Parton, That's right? That's right. She's who a- says no to Dolly Parton? She says, look, let's, let's do this. I'm going to get you guys together and... And so it's, it's her, up, her upcoming album called Rockstar, and uh, it was uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. Uh, really, I think it was released uh, this week. 
like yesterday, the two surviving members of the Beatles recorded. This is together. really Paul. She's really having Paul McCartney because Ringo don't sing. Well, he, he's singing something. He, he, I don't know what he's singing, but he, he'll mess it up if he starts singing. Well, they're, with they're, McCartney's. They're, I'm trying to think. Obviously, I think Paul sang that song as yeah. opposed to Lennon. Yeah. Well, maybe they reunited just to, to play on. To it. be, yes. Yeah. Just yeah. Let okay. it be. Yeah. All right. For people who are fans of the Beatles and still get you know sentimental about them and. You know, hey, it's up to them. Were but there, who bring them? Who brings them together? See, but again, you got that voice as a part of it. It's not like you can bring the remaining Jacksons together and have them do something with Jermaine singing Lee. You just can't. There's only, that that only works in so many situations. Yeah, I'm finding out more about this thing here. I mean, um, uh, Ringo is now 83. Yeah, he was the oldest anyway. Paul is 81. Yep. And uh, the song also featured. Uh, Mick Fleetwood on drums and Peter Frampton on guitar. Wow! Now see, that's the kind of that's. But the she she can do that. She can do that. She can do. Nobody that. says no to. How Tommy. about that? How about that? Peter Frampton. Oh. Yeah. And Mick Fleetwood. Yikes! All right, well that's pretty good. Good, yeah. I mean, good, good on Dolly. Yeah. And uh, so when does it come out? Uh, it'll come out. This album will come out this fall, but the song has been released. You can go online and listen to it and, and hear it once a week. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys, speaking of, of show business, um, later on during what I would normally do, the casting call, about a prop sale that's going on out in Conyers. Yeah, it is. Having to do with wow. the number of the TV shows that were shot out there in the Supernatural Highway. I was talking to my friend over there at the, the Mystic, uh, Mystic Grill in Covington, yeah. where they part of Vampire Diaries. They're going to get some probably residual traffic because they have a store right next to the restaurant that has a lot of that stuff in there. They bring some folks over there and they can get some stuff. So anyway, if you're a fan of like the originals and Vampire Diaries, a lot of the shows that were shot here in town, you want to check this out. It is out in um, out in Conyers this weekend. Anyway, listen, this is all conversation surrounding what is really happening here in this city. I'm not talking about the Braves. I'm not talking about the Falcons, even though we're going to cover what they did last night too. It is all about high school football and the Corky Kell Classic and our game, the Sam and Greg game. We got to get out of here, but you're going to talk about the Sam and Greg game, which kicks things off right after we get off the air, the biscuits and gravy game. Y'all stick around for this high school conversation and this this Corky Kell conversation. But up next, let's kind of talk about what we saw last night with the Falcons. Oh, yeah. And the Bengals. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. You don't get confused with nobody. There's no musicians that you confuse one with the other. You don't have that in your life. You're no. just that dude. When I hear that saxophone, 
I know. Junior Walker just jumped up. Okay, but I'm just saying. And I, well, Junior Walker and the All-Stars, I know them, yeah, but I always like saying wicked picking. Yeah. It just gives me an excuse to do it. And it gets you worked up because you won't give me a game day, so this is my way of getting back at you. You know, we may catch that a little bit later. Yeah, you said that last week, and you didn't give it to us. It could be on the way. Tease. Not just one game, but four. But four. You're a tease. And you'll hear them all here on Sports Radio 929 The Game today from Mercedes Benz Stadium. You that dude, you that girl is. You know, got some no, coming on prom no, night and get a handshake that's, at the that's, door. That's, that ain't what we're doing. Take you out for a two-piece. That's, that's, <laughs> see, see, see. Oh, man. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. It's the 19th day of August. We want to thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday and Indeed. Sunday mornings. Hey, and, and keep in mind, we're going to cut you short about five minutes this morning. Right here at 9.55 to get things all set for the biscuits and gravy game. Yeah, which is all the which is all Blue Devils this year. Is it really North, North Cross? Marietta. Against Marietta. Hmm. All all Blue Devils. Well, this is a this is the one of the shortest pregame shows I ever heard because it's five minutes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they go from nine fifty five to ten o'clock, and then ten o'clock, things get going. Start playing. If you don't know the lineup today, you got North and and raise your hand by the way if you're in the room or on the show and you are calling this particular game so we can let the audience know the first game North Cross versus Marietta. Uh, the second game will be Brookwood and McEachern. That's me. And that would be Mr. Crenshaw sitting me next to me Me and Coach and, and Day-Day. Uh, who, you and Day-Day and who? Me and Coach Oh, and Chris Parker. Yeah. Who will be joining us. Yeah, a little later on this morning. Later on this morning. Um, Mill Creek and Gwin- uh, North Gwinnett. And then finishing things up, Grayson and Walton. And I believe that uh, Mr. Slaughter behind the glass will be calling that game. Yes, you will. So we got two folks here that's going to be wearing multiple hats today in the sports world. What do you do if there is anything, and both of you guys can answer this question, how you prep, if at all, do you do differently for a game, calling a game, as opposed to this show? You prep a certain way for oh, you yeah. and I to do this, then you prep a certain way, and you have, you have certain little um, things that you do that, you know, before you call a game, little idiosyncrasies, little, little you know, you know, there's some people who do this and that, and then they go get sick in the bathroom, and now they're ready to go play. There's players oh. who will tell you that all the time. No, I don't think it was that bad. But, well, uh, I don't yeah. say it was bad, but it helps. I mean, it's just your my personal, my research techniques are, are a little more in-depth when I'm doing a play-by-play game. You know, a lot of the stuff we're doing uh, on radio is reaction to the day before, the week before. Now, you're, you're a history buff, so you have some notes and stuff, but, you know, when you're doing play-by-play, you want to have some background on players, you want some backgrounds on the schools, you you, you got to do some research. Here's my question, because I'm, I'm thinking this because of what you've told me, Sam. Over the years, you have hosted numerous events, and one of the things that you have said that you make sure that you do is get the pronunciation of whoever oh, <laughs> you've yeah. got to talk oh, about. Yeah. You pull people aside, now, how do I say this name? Because I don't want to be up there saying it wrong. Uh, same thing, do you guys... Do you write thing? Do you write names down phonetically? Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. All my all my cheat sheets, definitely. <laughs> you know, we had that big conversation last night. I'll save that for Eric's world. We'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. yeah we get okay. into that. We're supposed to be talking about what happened at the dome last at the dome at the Benz last night. See, you just did it. Dome okay. Benz. Yeah. Wilson Pickett. Junior Walker. Go ahead, man. I saw a great. I start to the Falcons, off. Well, the game, but their offense. I thought that was just absolutely. You saw all the weapons on display. You saw all the yeah. weapons on display around Desmond Ritter. It showed you, little, you know, you saw some things like some penalties and stuff. The old, old line got whistled for a few things wow, that, that was, you didn't want to see. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is our old line. It we, was awkward. That, that was, uh, you know, 
really strong last year, and we made the investment in them. That's part of the investment. Yeah, we invested a lot in defensive talent, but we also invested in maintaining this offensive line, and we saw some whistles blow with them. That's a little something that may have you a little concerned, but just the way they came down the field yeah. and the variety that, that was in it, that gets you genuinely excited about where this offense can be, and you're starting to see more of Arthur Smith's vision for what this offense can potentially be. So, yeah, it ended up not getting points on the board to their first drive, but I really like what I saw from the first unit. Bajan. Yes. We got to say his name right now because yeah, he we, showed some excitement. He made us lean into the TV last yeah, he night. Did. Yeah, he did. So, I'm going to make sure I get his – Bajan. <laughs> Bajan. Plus, here's the other thing. I didn't see that pic- – you see that picture with him and Arthur Blank? The no. selling the mustard, the, the Bijan mustard? No. You ain't seen that? Oh, my goodness. There's a picture of him. First of all – Bijan, uh, excuse me, Bijan and Arthur <laughs> Blank are both wearing yellow shirts in front of a table that has a stack of what looks like mustard, but has a name on. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I couldn't see close up because I just caught it at a glance, but there's a label on there, maybe B, you know, Bijan mustard, and then there's shirts. This dude, Home Depot, never gets far from Arthur Blank. Wow. This is a revenue stream. With this guy on the team right now, that's going to be – I don't know that it'll be as big as the Pearls when Jock Peterson was here, <laughs> but this was something that was – the second I saw that, I went, man, the whole Depot Here we go, here it. we go, right? He, saw, right? he sees this as a revenue stream, and God bless him. Yep. But, yeah, he I, I can't remember the last time I leaned in watching – a Falcons offense and a player do something. He expected a lot of play action. You saw some of that. And then they used him because of the way he ran earlier in that drive when they brought him back, I, I think was the um, – no, it was actually still later because they kept that ball for oh, yeah. know, like 13. It yeah. seemed like forever. Right. Really? And uh, but That's then, the other great takeaway you get from that too. You're yeah. moving the ball, but you're also queuing up, queuing up that clock in a variety of ways. Um, you know, my goodness. And so that, that, was, that was great to see. But use him as play action, and, and, and the team had to bite on it. So, listen, we're, we can we can dissect this, but let's hear from the coach and him talking about uh, his starters. Yeah, I mean, it just you know we got to eliminate the the pre snap stuff. That that's that's something we got to cut out. But overall, you know, be able to they thought they operated pretty clean. Um, you know, overcame some some self inflicted wounds. But I thought Des operated well in the pocket, spread the ball around. So, you know, there's only a lot to coach off of. Same thing defensively. A couple of plays here that made a stand. Um, I thought all three quarterbacks threw the ball well when they had the opportunities too. So there's a lot of good stuff to coach off of, but we got to be cleaner uh, pre-snap. Yeah, they gave him something to coach. Yeah. And they get back at it tomorrow out there. Is yeah. that open to the public again? If they're I, don't, coaches I, don't now? Get, I mean, I don't they're out there. Public at this stage of it, hmm. you know. Well, but they they they're getting work in, and you know the the mode, the whole mode of the whole thing changes once you once you start playing games. Yeah. It's a different thing. You're not just out there running, you know, vanilla stuff. You you're doing you installing stuff each week. So and that's something that ramps up with each and every week. Next week you're getting set for your last preseason game. You don't play that fourth preseason game anymore. That's right. So and how so much do you want to see of these guys? You start. That's next the week. question. That's the question. And that's something we're really going to get into tomorrow morning because I remember talking with David Archer about that when I was Who joins out of us at nine twenty tomorrow. Yeah, he joins tomorrow morning, and we'll get into that with Arch. What does he think is a good amount of time for the starters to play, uh, especially for Desmond Ritter? Do you play him the whole first half? Do you play him the whole first quarter? Uh, just how much do you feel like you need to see? Because then you got a long break before you play this first regular season game. 
So you, you want to make the most. At the same time, you got to evaluate because you got to make roster moves. So, I mean, next week becomes a very challenging week uh, for the players, but also for the coaching staff to watch. You want to see success. You want to see some good things happen, but you also know you got some decisions to make. Well, any time off that offensive line thought they were going to have for the next game is going to be doubled because of their struggles in this past game. So, they, you know, he even alluded to that. Coach alluded to that. He said, we got some things to coach on this week. Yeah. So it wasn't a clean slate where he go, wow, wow, these guys look pretty good across the board. No, he gave them something to coach. So he's going to put them back in maybe longer than he planned to to see if they've got past this, this hurdle of getting penalties. But yeah. I'll tell you what, you talked about Desmond Ritter. Listen, this guy got back on the field finally for the first time. We got to see some things. Let's hear from him talking about him being back on the field. Yeah, it felt great, you know, obviously to get out there. We got some stuff to clean up, but obviously just being back out on the field with the guys, playing against another team, uh, was a great opportunity. Yep, seven of nine, um, 80 yards. That one deflection ended up being intercepted at the end of that first drive, but um, that, that was a good-looking drive. Great catch, great catch. Did you see the catch that Drake London made? Oh, yeah. Man, Drake yes, London was yes, an yes, incredible yes. catch. Um, like I said, on the, and got, got the elbow down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's uh, so much to like about what you saw uh, the starters uh, playing last night, and you know you want to see that continue going forward. Let me ask you a question. We're talking about the Falcons here, the mm-hmm. team they played last night. This, yeah. this is one of those teams that has always been in the conversation throughout the offseason about being in the Super Bowl, and it's because of their quarterback who wasn't playing. He's coming off some issues. What do you think, given that first of all division? And then you got the whole AFC. Yeah. What are your thoughts on um, Cincinnati? Yeah, they're they're a team with the potential to be there. You know, you got enough players from the team who who played in the Super Bowl to know what it takes to get back there. You got to keep your quarterback healthy, and that's been the biggest thing with them. And that's the thing you wondered with that team all along, because even in the Super Bowl year, he was getting sacked a lot. You know, and you know what a difference the guy could make when he's healthy and out there on the field. You know, he can do, make anything happen. He can do do most of the things that, that Mahomes can do. Um, but, you know, you got to have him healthy to get out there. So he wasn't playing last night. I think they have a nucleus for a team that could be a continue. But the AFC, just from top to bottom, AFC is just stacked right now. It's teams, so tough. Everybody keeps going back to the usual suspects. Kansas City, you got Cincinnati. Some of them have Josh Allen's not happy. I'm going to have um, – Oh, thank you. Sorry about yeah. that. Did I, hit, I was adjusting some stuff. Forgot to turn my mic on. That's there you fine. Go. All right. We've been talking about the usual suspects, as I said, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you two teams that may be playing for the AFC championship that there's conversation about, but not enough as far as I'm concerned, and that's Jacksonville and Baltimore. Baltimore, but you know, the people keep talking about the Jets being there. Eh, show me something first. Know, we know what we got with I'm Lamar. Just saying, I, I'm just, we, yeah. Listen, they got, they got, they just picked up um, uh, the running back, um, Minnesota. They okay. got him on a one year deal. Yep. Everything Double looks, good. they got some, they got some top players in positions. What do we always talk about, especially in basketball? Chemistry. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he still doesn't have that intangible. That as we talk about Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes ain't got to see Travis Kelsey. He knows if he waits three, four seconds, Kelsey on this particular play is going to be in a certain spot. The same thing with those other guys, too. This is going to be interesting to see. And plus, there's conversation about this offensive line up there in New York. So, the AFC is going to be really, really interesting to talk about. 
if everybody stays healthy. But, again, as far as I'm concerned, last week didn't count. This first showing of the Falcons' offense, I'm cool with it. I like I, it, I too. like what I saw, too. like it a lot. We're going to be talking more Falcons later on the show. Now, up next starts the conga line of, of, of conversations swirling around Corky Kell and high school football. And I want to thank Mr. Crenshaw again. We've been calling it the countdown to Corky Kell. Well, we're here. And, uh, or excuse me, we here. I should say. We, we here. We here. And um, the first game starts this morning at 10 o'clock. But we are going to talk to the Archer head coach, Dante Williams. He yeah. will be joining us coming up next. Sam and Greg on the Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be a part of your uh, weekend mornings. We'll be back tomorrow from 6 until 10. It's all about high school football. Corky Kell is in, in full effect, been going on for the last few nights, but today, get you started. Four games out at Mercedes Benz Stadium, uh, and we will be talking more about that throughout the rest of the show. But eh, take a little break and talk about another team. Yeah. Ready to start their season. Well, actually, they started their season. Already started the season. Already going, part of Corky Kale. Yeah, and, and and the hay is in the barn. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Coach likes that. I don't know that analogy, but the hay is in the barn. You're going out. You played your first game, and you got a win. And uh, you know, you get back and kind of check everybody else out. Joining us down the waitfor.com hotline is uh, Archer High School head coach Dante Williams. Coach Williams, congratulations on the season yes. opening win and welcome. Morning, Coach. Uh, to Sam and Greg. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me this morning. Big fan of your guys. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, I don't know where to go first as far as what did you learn that you will incorporate into your next practice. We were talking about the Falcons and, and what we saw last night, and then we got the coach's response afterwards. He goes, right, we got to work on this, we got to work on that. The upcoming season, I mean, these up for these upcoming sure. games. What did you take from your first team? Not necessarily that concerns you, but you really want to focus on as you head into um, your next matchup. Well, you know, I think probably probably a cliche response here. Like most teams in game one, you know, we were uh, we were penalty heavy, man. I mean, I think I think we finished the game with maybe fourteen penalties, and you know, when you talk about especially on offense, out of the eleven, only two kids return had Friday night varsity experience. You know, so you're talking about nine kids never saw the field on a Friday night game before. So a little bit of that's expected. You know, same way on defense. I think the number we had on defense was six or seven. So we're still a young team, man. We're still growing. Um, you know, but we've got to learn, you know, in, in game-like situations, you know, to keep our composure not make some of the mental errors, pre-snap errors, and, and that's expected with youth. And, um, you know, it starts with me and my job and, putting our kids in, 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 in those um, game-like situations to mimic those things. So, you know, we don't, we don't have those self-inflicting uh, penalties because, quite honestly, probably, you know, maybe it costs us, you know, a touchdown or two that we left on the grass, which you never like as a coach. Yep, yep. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline talking with Coach Dante Williams from Archer High School. 
He is social. You can find him on the Twitter, the X, whatever you call it this week, at underscore coach underscore Williams, at underscore coach underscore Williams. A Thursday night game, what does that do, first of all, during your preparation and then going into your next week? I mean, it's great to be a part of Corky Kell. You know, they have you playing at odd times and, and sometimes right. and, and the odd days of the week. How do you prepare for that? Because now you have to get back on a regular schedule for a Friday night game. Yeah, well, you know, you, you kind of just do some backward, you know, logistics and backwards tracking, you know, it starts back in the summer. Um, you kind of prep leading up to that and, um, you know, your week gets pushed back, right? So, you know, we uh, in preparation for this, the the scrimmage before the, the game, the North Forsyth game versus Peachtree Ridge, I set for a Thursday so our kids could kind of just get in that in that rhythm, right? And so, you know, our Monday was was – actually a Sunday and then our Monday was a, was a, was a Tuesday and so on and so forth. And so you just, you know, you want to keep your routine the same and you back your days up a little bit and um, it's a little bit unorthodox, but you know, we prepped it early in the summer and, you know, made our kids aware. So that's kind of out of the way. I'm glad, um, you know, 4:30 kickoff. That was, that was unique, you know, just the logistics of getting buses and checking kids out of school. That's, that's not the normal, uh, routine in high school football but you know it's great to be a part of the quirky tail you know we're honored uh we're, we're glad to put our best best foot forward uh showcases team so now we're back on a regular routine you know all friday night games so you know the kids had off yesterday they'll have off today and then we'll just kind of resume our, our regular schedule with our, with our with our staff meetings on sunday and then press on as the week goes Coach uh, Dante Williams joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. You talked about your team being young. You talked about the, yeah. the struggles that come along with a, a, a youthful team and, and that you and your coaches are going to, you know, got a bit of a, a hurdle in front of you as you get these guys acclimated to not only being there on Friday nights, but knowing just the basics of what they need to do to win these games. And, and <laughs> we like to have these uh, coaches that we have on. Take a second and talk about some of your coaches that you work with that are going to help you get through the second season. And, um, Get these guys prepped. Well, you know, I think I've got a phenomenal staff. Um, you know, I brought all these guys in with me last year. Um, you know, we're reaping the benefits of actually having an off season. You know, when I got hired, uh, the count Gwinnett County did not permit the full transfer like they did in years past for head coaches, just because of the teacher shortage. So I'm I was still balancing. You know, when I got hired in what March of last year. I'm still balancing half days at Collinsville and Archer. Then I got to go back to Archer and hire a staff. And, you know, so all that to say, fast forward, you know, to our off season, all these guys were here and we were able just to pour into our kids and have an off season, you know, uh, senior leadership council, you know, uh, red dawn workouts, five in the morning. Uh, and we just couldn't do that last year. And so, I've got incredible men that lead these young boys. You know, uh, Ryan Douglas, my defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think there's anyone better. Uh, pours into the kids, pours into the game, um, knows the game frontwards and backwards. Is intense. Also, runs our weight room for us. Uh, he does a phenomenal job. Deval Braxton, my offensive line coach and assistant head coach. We were together at Grayson. He was my offensive line coach, uh, so we've got history. So the, the opportunity to to join back up with him was a no-brainer. Um, um, the kind of connection he has with young kids is unbelievable. Uh, David Fleming, 
as uh, my offensive coordinator, um, does a tremendous job in his preparation. Um, so diligent with his work. He works with our receivers. You know, to be able to coach guys like Johnson Stafford and William Wallace, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that ain't too shabby. So, but he pushes those guys and and he prepares them to have the games like they had this past Thursday. And uh, Sebastian Rice works with the defensive line. He's an up-and-coming young coach that's going to be phenomenal. He's actually one of the um, disciple of Lenny Gregory. He played at Grayson in that 2011 state championship team when Coach Gregory was a defensive line coach. Okay. And then when Coach Gregory got his first head coaching job at Centennial, um, he brought Sebastian um, as a young coach on with him. <clears throat> and then I was able to get him last year. So um, um, Pat Paschel is uh, my running backs coach. What a history at that position. You know, he played at uh, North Dakota State, running back U, if you will, and then he went to play in the NFL for a couple teams. So our running backs, Jason Fisher, Emmanuel McCray, to have that kind of tutelage is incredible. Um, my my linebackers coach, Bryce Smith, him and I were teammates at Sanford. Mm-hmm. Um, he still may hold the record for – uh, um, um, all-time tackles. Uh, I know he's. When I was a senior, he was a freshman. He was a SoCon All-American freshman and just flying around. And then he he coaches like he plays now. He, he's passionate. He's intense. And um, so I think I've got them all. You know, I apologize if I've left anyone out, but I've got a great staff. They're all about you know being with kids. They're all teachers in the building, which is important to me because it's about building that relationship just not on the grass, but in the hallways, you know, and asking how the kid's doing, how's his day going, what's going on at home, you know, chopping it up with them. And that's how we're able to get, you know, our kids to run through a brick wall for us. So we've got an incredible staff, incredible group of kids. We're young, so we've got to, we've got to go to work every day um, to, to make sure we put our best foot forward. Folks, spending time on the waitforit.com hotline. That's Coach Dante Williams from Archer High School. Came over after uh, being a part of that, Fabulous state championship team at Collins Hill. He came in last season, uh, his first year there, and they uh, two and eight, but they're off to a winning start this year. 35-16 winners over North Forsyth. Now, Coach, you you got an interesting next three weeks. The folks that your your team is going to see. Now, my goodness, you got North Gwinnett, Mill Creek, Norcross, and we'll, we'll throw Shiloh in there too. Uh, talk about you, you got a, a schedule that's really challenging you in uh, in in your second year, and you still have some guys out there, like you said who hadn't played a lot on Friday nights. Yeah, there's no doubt, you know, and I knew that when I took the job and, you know, when they offered it to me and there's some things you look, you know, as a coach, you look at, you look at, okay, who's on the roster, and then you look at the schedule. And I said, okay, Coach Dyer didn't leave me any favors here. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's really something I didn't even bat an eye at because, quite honestly, I'd been used to it when I was a young coach at Grayson and then at Collins Hill, um, you know, for whatever reason, well, I know the reason, I mean, no one, no one wanted to play us when we were at Grayson. Um, so it was about scheduling all these out of state champion teams with only ones that either would travel to us or we would go to them. And then it became that same way at Collins Hill. Um, you know, and that's kind of one of my first mentors. It was kind of Mickey Kahn's, you know, motto, I mean, you know, if we can't play the best in the regular in the regular season, we're never going to get sharp and get edged up when it's time for playoffs. So, um, you know, it's something I'm, I'm literally – I've only known as an assistant coach 
I really didn't think twice about it. And then, um, you know, but it becomes more evident like you did last year when you've got such a young team, you know, and both youth and experience. And then you're playing, golly, I'd probably put, I put my, my 10 game schedule against anyone in the state of Georgia, both region and non-region. And then when you have that, you know, the lack of experience as we did last year, you know, it shows, um, and it's an important part of the game, you know, so we, we have to combat that this year, um, you know, through our coaching, you know, bringing our kids up to speed. They've got to grow up really fast because they are going to play, as you mentioned, Sam, I mean, the, the creme de la creme of the state, um, heck, and that's just before we even get into region. You know, I, I believe region 47A arguably is the best region in all of, the state of Georgia, no matter classification, yeah. Grayson, Brookwood, Parkview, Archer, South Gwinnett, Newton County. I mean, who's the dud? You know, it's the SEC. You got to strap it up every week. And then not to mention our non-region. So, you know, we're going to be ready when it comes time for playoff football. I can guarantee you that. So we've got a long road ahead of us, but it keeps, it keeps our kids, it keeps our program, it keeps our coaches, you know, sharp and edged up, you know, because every week, just like an SEC, you cannot let off. You've got to strap it up and go to work. Coach, we'll let you go. i got to get your thoughts on how you guys started the season in oh, Gwinnett yeah. County. Greg, these guys, yeah. you know, they go to Top Golf. Don't get me started. I'm jealous already. <laughs> I, media day there going to Top Golf. Well, what did you think when you heard that was going to happen, Coach? Cause it looked like everybody had a great time. Oh, man, it's great. You know, Jason Carrera has really taken our Gwinnett County Touchdown Club you know, on, you know, the full head of steam. I mean, he's bringing that thing back to prominence uh, like it was kind of back in the day. Um, he's doing everything first class as it should be in this county. You know, we, we feel we're the best, and we should do things like that, um, you know, for our kids. And, man, what a great time to have every single school there. We all got our own little bay, you know, able to just whack some balls. And I don't know if they went straight or not. I know mine didn't, but uh, – <laughs> You know, able to have some fun, watch some kids. Hey, you got some of the best high school talent, you know, in the country. You put a golf club in their hands and watch out. It uh, It's a little bit different. But, you know, it's fun for them. You know, it just kind of breaks down some barriers, and we're all fellowshipping with each other. You know, they, they fed us. So it was first class. I didn't expect anything less from Coach Carrera. And, uh, you know, there's more to come. He's going to continue to do things like this you know, to, to put Gwinnett County uh, on the national map. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we appreciate you getting up early this morning and, and spending some time with us. Congratulations Absolutely. on uh, the positive start to your schedule. We'll be watching out for you this season. And thanks again for joining us this morning. Thank you, Coach. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. How we work that out? Yeah. Well, we get to go to, like, Top Golf, like, say, after our show. I don't know. We had to work on that. We, yeah. we, we, we called some people. We called some we of the Gwinnett County coaches. That, you know what would be a good time for the, the, for Top Golf to show up? Right there at our story of the week. You get that big old hole as far as brought to you by hey. Top Golf. There you go. Give it, I'd be out there. I would be out there regularly. <laughs> you would have a montage of pictures for me to put up on the website. If they were a sponsor of ours, I mean, I don't know if I'm doing something I shouldn't do. Yeah, I don't but know. But if they were, I would be there on a regular basis. <laughs> Just like this place as you would be. Listen, <laughs> if, 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 if what you call it. What's, what's, what's wow. the place wow. down, down, down by Macon or just northern? If, if Bucky's, <laughs> you'd have a bunch of pictures of Sam down there with his brisket sandwich. With the brisket sandwich, man. Yeah, you yeah, are. There you go.
Uh, moving into the 7 o'clock hour, we are going to hear, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This is the guy who we have deputized. he got to keep his eye out while he's down there at Corky Kell to make sure that nobody's ripping off our phrase. Yes. This is a biscuits and gravy game is the first one. We broke that news, I think, right around time John was regularly a part of the show. I don't know. He's grown and he's, he's outgrown us or whatever. Oh, he, but, became, a, he became an author. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, no, he authored a book. He, he yeah, that's stuff. true. Yeah, you know. Well, but he's going he's gonna to spend some time with us today. Yeah. All that's right, coming well, up John Benderoff is com- coming up there. We'll talk about his publication that uh, is out, but he is there. Boots on the ground at Corky Kell. We're going to hear from him. Also, venture into Eric's world. If you heard last week, no telling what he's got coming up next. But top of the hour, always turn things over to Mr. Crenshaw. I'll let you know what's going on locally. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.